Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Millennial Money. I am Jack Selby, host of the Ice Coffee Hour podcast. I'm introing it with Graham Stephan, Andre Jick, financial education Jeremy. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for all hosting cool. me here. Wait, is it Jick or Jeek? Jick. Jick. What? Yeah. Are you okay. kidding? I'm kidding. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, okay. Graham Stevens? <laughs> Stevens? Stevens Graham? It's getting feisty yeah. right off the bat. Oh, boy. So I thought gonna, it was yeah. interesting. Sorry, what was your yeah. name? Uh, I'm Jack Selby. Jack, nice Ice Coffee Hour Podcast. Yeah. Never yeah. seen it. Okay. It, you should check it out. It's pretty good. Link it was below. interesting, though, but one of the previous episodes, your name was one of the most requested comments at the very top. Bring Jack on. Bring him on. And I thought that was you. Just like making no, an account to don't make us here. take you off. That would yeah. be a different comment. Yeah. He told me that. He thought yeah. that I was creating these burner accounts trying to like like up comments. I was saying, bring Jack on. What? Wow. I did. I know. Did you I really? did. That's yeah, a I did. serious allegation. Yeah, because it was the top comment with like 200 likes. And all it takes to get to the top comments, you just got to like it like five times yourself. And it gets boosted to the top. Everyone else wow. sees it. Yeah, so it's like, Jack, is this you? <laughs> so anyway, Whoa. we got you on, Jack. It worked. Yes. <laughs> He's been trying to get me on for like a month and a half now. Yeah. yeah. I kept pushing the ball down the road. Well, we're happy yeah. to have you, Jack. We got Thank a lot so to talk much. about. We do. We do. There's a uh, market's getting a little shaky again. Uh, well, at least here today it was. We had been on a nice comeback. Real estate seems like it's overheating. I, I would love to talk real estate in today's video because, guys, this is this is getting insane. And uh, crypto. I actually bought some Bitcoin this week. No, you did. I bought is it, $500 of Bitcoin. Oh, gosh. Is it thanks yes. to our sponsor, FTX? And I did buy it through FTX, our sponsor. Yes, sir, I did. Okay. And the transaction was seamless. I felt like the best crypto exchange I've ever used in my life. And not just by a little bit, but by a lot. Mm. And I would say everybody that should definitely check out the link in the description for that. So All right, good. We appreciate you. But yeah, gentlemen, uh, what do you think? I, I mean, I would love to start with real estate, okay? Real estate seems like it's overheating. Mm. Uh, how long can this keep up for? This insane demand, uh, builds are at the highest they've been since pretty much about 2005, 2006. Is this really sustainable? Are you guys, uh, would you go buy a property right now? Andre. I'm nervously sweating. <laughs> yes, I, I, I did. And I think okay. it's a great time if it makes sense for you personally. Okay. I think it makes total sense. To Andre, me. we never talked about this. Did you ever take my advice? So you oh bought a gosh, property for, for how much stop was it? One point one. Did you sell one. your car? Did you sell your cars? How much do they Look, appreciate? A decent amount. I don't know. Why 30, are you selling it? You 5%? Drive it like once every year. Because it's going to go up more. But <laughs> I can say that about if, the house I bought. If I had an offer Ooh. right now, okay. $450,000 for my Ford GT, I yeah. will take it. Four hundred fifty grand it, right isn't now. Already four hundred twenty. Is that the same it's percentage worth, appreciation as as your house? Uh, sure probably more. Probably yeah. More if you use that same house, percentage, yeah. though, would you sell yeah. it? Uh, possibly not. But but the thing is, say, I've I held the car offer, for longer than a year. Okay. Andre literally closed on the home, and then the next day got an offer, a verbal offer that I kind of call offer. I yeah. kind of call BS on that right. because they didn't put it in writing. Right. Um. So I said, get it in writing. Mm -hmm. It was like one four. Mm -hmm. And did you ever follow up on that? No, I didn't. But if someone no. gives me a written offer for 1.7, I'll take oh, them up. Oh, come on. All right. Wow. Not 1.6. No, because okay. I'm going to 
get short-term capital gains taxes on that, and I'm net, I'm netting like 140,000 off that. That's not worth losing that property yeah. to me. Well, okay. it sounds kind of familiar. Didn't we have someone else who didn't want to sell because of taxes? Who's that? Uh, a uh, very dear friend of ours. <laughs> oh, didn't want to sell at the uh, you know a good sure price. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. I think anyway. I know what you're talking about. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like all of us have invoked that reasoning. Like I don't yeah. want to sell because taxes. Yeah, but you don't feel like you bought at the peak of the market. You feel like we're going to keep on skyrocketing on yeah, Mr. Yeah, Andre. Here's the funny thing: when it comes to inflation, when everyone is screaming that there's going to be a recession. And the market's collapsing. It's. I don't think it's going to happen when people think it's going to happen. Okay. This thing could run for the next two, three years before we get something crazy. Okay. Because while like, I agree with you, the market's crazy hot, mm -hmm. and it seems like all signs point to no, it's not going to keep going up. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be anytime soon before it's like some crazy collapse. I happens. wouldn't be surprised if interest rates put. A bit of the demand on the back burner. They will. Prices might. I, I think almost 100 percent. They'll be that that the price growth that we've seen is probably going to start to slow down. Sure. People might get a little freaked out and might prematurely try to sell. I don't know. I think if anything, it'll expose some maybe some good opportunities to come up the rest of the year. But I can't see how prices will continue to go up besides a lack of building right now. Just in terms of building materials, the cost of construction has gone up, but there is still a lot in the pipeline. So if for whatever reason demand begins to uh, wane a little bit, more inventory comes in the market, that could be enough to, to soften the well, market the, the a little bit. The only thing I'll say is, is, did you guys see the Fed news that came out today, where the two Fed officials, uh, Brainerd and Daly, I mm -hmm. believe, um, one of them the president and the other one I think is, is the San Francisco Federal Reserve? Uh, and they said that they're going to be aggressive on offloading their bonds. So from 2017 to 2019, they were offloading at the rate of like 50 billion a month mm -hmm. off the balance sheet. This time they're saying they'll be aggressive, which they're predicting anywhere between 80 to 100 billion dollars wow. a month that they're going to offload. So yep. that's going to translate to 10 year treasury yields going up, mm -hmm. right? Because the moment the Fed, so we're getting too into the weeds here. So, okay, so the moment the Fed announces that they are selling off bonds if you're a bondholder that's getting paid two percent what are you going to do you're going to sell it right because there's going to be new bonds and when you sell the rates go up because the bond prices fall the new rates that are issued are going to go up so you want to swap those bonds for higher rates does that make sense mm -hmm. so that 10-year treasury yield uh bond yield will obviously be reflected in the real estate market, right? Like you're saying. So that will hopefully slow it down too. So if if they sell at a crazy pace, then you you might be right. Yeah. But if they take it slow, then it might take a while. Yeah, the 30-year mortgage just hit over 5%, which I think is a, Wait, a big no. psychological number. Yeah, yeah the, the 10-year treasury just hit no. the highest point. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been out of the mortgage yeah, game. Barely, you, barely over five. Grab? What did you lock so, in your rate at? I locked in at 2.6. But what? it was a seven-year arm. Oh. I yeah. told Andre to lock in for 30 years. Why did you choose that? Oh, Andre, you should have locked it in for 30 at 2.6, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, I see here. So right now, bank rate is showing 30-year fixed at 4.85. Wow, so man. I bet most people are probably getting about that with a yeah. bank discount. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they're probably not paying above five unless they're subprime or they don't have good credit yeah. or not a lot of money down. I, I saw 5.02 recently, so I don't know, conflicting. But nonetheless, yeah. we're, we're up there toward double. five. That's almost double from where it yes. was. Yeah, that's, very quick. And that's a worrisome part if you're thinking about real estate, not just a slow, but uh, I have some people that obviously believe there's the extreme of like a crash, right? And it's like if mortgage rates keep going up, which there's almost guaranteed mortgage rates are going to keep going up, right? To five and a half percent, six percent. And you have on top of that, the, the homing, homes that are already unaffordable, you end up in this situation where uh, it's hard to be bullish, I think, on real estate for the next, uh, basically after the summertime. That's how I personally feel. I don't know if you gentlemen feel different, but I'm like, the, how is mortgage rates not going to continue to climb? They're likely going to six percent. And that's that's something that affects the affordability of homes in a massive way. Never mind, you got record pricing on top of that. Yeah. So that's something I, I definitely am. But how long with. does it take before the prices start going down? Six months? Probably about months? six months. Three yeah. to six months. Because whatever you have closing today was probably locked in one to three months ago. Right. It's finally closing now. So whatever we have today probably going to be reflected three to six months from now. Mm. So we're going to probably see headlines of like, ooh, prices continue to inch up higher as mortgage rates go up higher. But that's mm -hmm. like kind of old data. You have to look six yeah. months from now to see what's really taking place yeah and that's i think a mistake a lot of people make they're looking at real estate right now and they're like oh construction's booming right now right and you're like i go through neighborhoods and there's all these houses getting built but it's like that's people that ordered these homes six months ago 12 months ago some in this community have been over 12 months ago like they ordered 16 months ago 18 months ago and so that's these homes getting built right now that's not the debate everybody knows things are strong right now it's where are things going six months but from here's now, the thing here's the now. interesting thing let's say a community like this mm -hmm. where they, they pre-sell these things 24 months in advance advance. You cannot lock in your interest rate today. So you're paying today's pricing based on interest rates of today, mm -hmm. not knowing what they might be a year from now. Yeah. So you might have people just walking away from a 3% deposit because yeah. if prices go down more than 3%, it makes sense just to say, I'm going to lose my 3%, but I'm going to make 10% over here. Right. Yeah. It'd be yeah, smart to do that. Yeah. The process of building a house, and he's exactly in that position. And I'd be curious to see what he does because he hasn't locked in his rate, and he can't until another five, six months from now. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I have a friend who's building a custom home right now, and he put three hundred fifty thousand down oh for this gosh. home. Three hundred fifty thousand. This is in Phoenix. Three hundred fifty thousand down, and essentially they're in a situation now where mortgage rates are obviously skyrocketing higher. And, and this guy's not too in tune with kind of the finance game. And my friend was explaining to him, hey, you know, mortgage rates keep going up and up and up. And he's like, I can't even lock in because his yeah. build isn't going to be done for at least 12 months from now. Mm. Mortgage rates could be a six or 7% by then at the rate we're going right now. Yeah. So that's another situation where I mean, what does he walk away from yeah. $350,000? The, the only interesting thing that you have today that's different from like five years ago is inflation. Mm -hmm. So before, when we had interest rates that let's say they were about three and a half to four percent is where I was saying this is like 2019 you were having inflation at two mm -hmm. so you had a, like a real net interest rate of two percent that you were paying after inflation today even with rates at let's say five percent if you have inflation at seven you kind of have a real rate of negative yeah so as long as the interest rate matches inflation you're still probably better off than you were in 2019 yeah 100 percent 
it's it's man, it's a sticky situation because here's the other thing: if let's say real estate slows in a massive, massive way, they stop, uh, you know, increasing the amount of homes they build. Well, there's already kind of a, a housing shortage, as a lot of people know that are renting homes. And if you were to all of a sudden, let's say all the home builders, this isn't going to happen, but let's say all the home builders stop building houses tomorrow, right? Well, the housing shortage is even in a worse scenario than it was before, right? And everybody's complaining about rent skyrocketing right now, twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent. Geez, that would make it even a worse. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. It's like, do you want real estate prices to continue up and things are even more unaffordable or housing slows down majorly, building stops, and ultimately we need more housing. So yeah. it's a catch-22, man. Tough scenario. Yeah. Rents are going to be the interesting thing to watch, though, I think, over the next year because they have not caught up to where housing prices are today. And they're going to lag by about a year. Wow. So I think rents will continue to rise. Even if housing prices go down, rents are still going up. How much do you think things labor. are lagging? Uh, like a year. Because how do you know wow. they lag like a year? Because people sign a year rent, uh, year lease. Yeah, okay. yeah. So whatever they're paying today, most likely they have, a lot of them mm. have locked in a year ago, two years ago. They'll sign a one to two year lease. Yeah. And so the market could, could be up 30%, but they're not going to see that. They've signed a lease agreement. So they pay mm. the same fixed cost every single month until that lease is up. And the landlord says, wait a second. My costs are going up. My insurance is up yeah. 10%. My labor is up 20%. The, the market rent now is 30% higher. Here's a 15% rent increase. Yeah, yeah, but if the market substantially tanks, those people could also probably walk away too. What uh, do you mean? From a rent? Yeah. You could go after a tenant who breaks the lease in the yeah. middle of the agreement. Yeah. Technically, at least in the state of California, if you sign a year-long lease right. and let's say you leave after six months, you're responsible for the rent every single month until the property is rented out. Right. So a landlord just can't say like, okay, well, because you moved out, I'm going to keep it empty for six months. They have to reasonably uh, make an effort to lease the place. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and even if they rent it for less, and what would be the you come up with a difference. For the renter, if they just left. And take them to court. Now, Dude, sometimes it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, you know, like that's they, probably the minority of cases. People correct. Being taken to court. But if someone is a good tenant with a good credit score right. uh, and an and income and they, they have a, you know, they just walk away for the sake of, I could find something cheaper, right. uh, leaving the landlord in a precarious spot, then, I mean, according to the contract, you can go after a tenant. So you're going to say October, November is when we'll see the average home values go down. No, I'm saying leases will continue to go up. No, but as far if, as the if we home values, if though. we did see something, yeah. it would be probably about a six month lag. So yeah, October. I just can't personally. I wouldn't be surprised if if home prices rose at the same pace of inflation. Right. So if inflation's four oh, percent, okay. we're going to see four okay. percent. That's so kind of what think I think. That homes will go up, just not as much. Correct. As people yeah. predicting. Right. Or some areas might go down. It's really hard to peg it because uh, even throughout 2020, we had some areas like San Francisco saw a decline. New York right. saw a decline. Some other parts in the middle of the country were like up 20 percent so mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to say it's like everything is going to go up everything is going to go down it really depends on location right yeah. so we could have the market like go down like five ten percent but some areas in the u.s will be like now we're still up five percent this year right so yeah this should be interesting real estate lagged uh you know coming out of kind of the rona crash you know stocks stocks climbed first uh, well stocks and crypto and real estate didn't do much for about nine to 12 months um after those march lows and then we started at the very end of 2020 you started to real really see some some praise appreciation there and then obviously 2021s was a beast year and then obviously 22 so far here's what i'll say is if mm -hmm. i could make a prediction as far as when home values will go down it'll probably take a few years after people are like all right this is it this is the big one because if you remember 2008, right? How long did it take for home values to hit rock bottom? That was like 2011. Yeah, but that was such an isolated years. event. 
true. 2018, but we saw values decline about five to ten percent, and that was, was that collapse. That was an insane, insane collapse. Yeah, but that was the mortgage crisis, right? Yeah, and, and it still took two to three years for home values to go down and be reflected. They didn't happen instantly, right? Because for you can't foreclose immediately. The foreclosure process would be one to three years, so it takes three years just for a house to get on the market, right? So yeah. I think yeah. that. Yeah, I think I still think it could take a couple of years after mm -hmm. something crazy happens before home values really hit the point where people are like, all right, this is the bottom. Interesting. I don't know. I don't expect a crash. I wouldn't be I surprised even, if no, there's I'm a not, softening. I'm not predicting yeah, one yeah, I'm not yeah. saying yeah. there will be are one. Are you saying there's a crash on it? You should have taken that deal. You should have taken the deal in oh, in writing. Oh, oh, oh Graham. It's funny because you, know, you definitely hear like people say, oh, there's uh, no shortage of buyers. And I think that's true for every asset when it's a pre appreciating mm. there's no shortage of buyers right <laughs> stocks uh, crypto it doesn't matter what it is bitcoin when it's on that that fomo cycle which i would describe us as a fomo cycle right now of real estate um when you're on that cycle of course there's no shortage of buyers that's the way it is and then once things start to dry up that's when you find is there really a shortage of buyers are people really willing to pay uh what say what they once were are they excited as excited to buy like oh i gotta i gotta yeah. load up now so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Jack, what do you think? What's your opinion, Jack? You've been pretty quiet over there. I want to hear what you have I to say. I was just soaking up all the information. I feel like you guys have all very valid points. I kind of wanted to know what you guys think would happen because we were talking about what would happen like a six to nine month mm -hmm. uh, time frame, but like like what you were kind of bringing up, like a two to four year time frame mm -hmm. with real estate. Yeah. No, I think it's too early to say like a four year prediction. It's way too early to say. Yeah, but I, I tend to agree with Graham. It'll slow down in, in a couple of months once the rate and by slow down, do you kind of just mean like stagnate, or do you mean actually kind of like it can start? Well, to, it depends on how much the prices rates go can come by, down. Right? So, so the traditional, I guess, advice is for every one percent the rates go up, home values correct ten percent. Hmm. But it takes again a couple of months for that to happen. Wow, so affordability declines by ten so, percent. Not always the price will okay, decline. Okay, so yeah. that that's a big statement. Yeah, so you said one percent, ten percent, right? And uh, do you know where that's out of? That's, that's just like the historic norm as yeah. far as that's So affordability has already gone down. Yeah, like, well, it's like not, nearly it's not prices will decline. It's not, it's not, not to say that. It's always a one to one, yeah. It's not to say that prices would decline 10% if interest rates go up 1%. It's affordability. So it's like mm. that will cost now. If interest rates go up 1%, it's going to cost that person 10% yeah. more. Yeah. The price could still go up, but yeah, it does become 10% less affordable wow. yeah. for that person. So you got a you know, $1,000 budget, now it's 900 yeah, that's yeah. the scariest part of that because you like we talked about housing prices have gone insane, and uh, we're already up about two percentage points on the thirty year roughly mm -hmm. from the bottom, and it's likely showing no signs of uh, slowing down when it comes to mortgage rates. So th that's the scary part. I don't know, Jack, but the the, the reason I asked you is because you're somebody that bought your first yeah. ever home in the yes. past twelve months, yeah. and so you just being a first time oh, home no. buyer. <laughs> no, did this you buy the peak, Jack? No, this I'm just kidding. No, I actually, no, I I'm sitting really pretty because I locked in 2.874 on my wow. place for 30 years. Yeah, and That's I also amazing. like I froze time in September, so that was like the price at which I bought the home. So it's it's continued you to froze, like you froze time. He's what got the time stone. What I say by that, like yeah. we closed in you know mid October, but like that was when when locked in the price was. Like, oh, I've mid, never heard of that close time. I just I just made it up right okay. now. But it, yeah. yeah, we froze time mid-September <laughs> for the prices, and uh, it's it's you know it's it's fine. Like I'm sitting, I'm yeah. content. But I was considering buying an investment property, but now especially knowing that like I have to, I mean the rates are ridiculous, yeah. and also on top of that you'd have to pay a premium because it's as an investment property. Yeah. It's definitely making me 
so uh, pretty apprehensive. I to think do that. the word choice Jack just used there is very key. He just said <laughs> rates are ridiculous, and here we are at a moment where we might not even be close to ridiculous rates. They might get much more ridiculous. Well, over just the next for someone months. like me who's never yeah. seen it like that before, yeah. and also you see such a steep rise. It's yeah. not like it took a while for it to happen. Like literally, I was you know October and it was two point eight seven four, and now it's like nearly five percent. So okay. very fast. So let let me dramatic. ask you guys. I, I know you guys know a lot of people. Do you know anybody that? has been a real estate investor for more than five years, and they are still actively buying properties right now? Or have all those people either stopped or slowed down in a big I, way? I know flippers. A, a lot okay. of flippers. They're still buying and they're still Yeah. They're still it's a flipping. little different. Yeah. Okay. I think anywhere on the market you could find a good deal. There's yeah. always going to be okay. a seller out there who needs to sell, who you mm -hmm. can add value to the deal. It's it's more challenging, but I think no matter no matter what, it just depends on how long you want to look for. It's mm. kind of like stock market. You could find a great stock, like an honest, uh, for instance. That's <laughs> a great price. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, no no shout outs for that. But no, in all seriousness, in, in the market, I know you we've talked about this grand before and you're like, what if the market stagnates or or uh, let's say it goes down like five percent? Mm -hmm a year and i've always said you know you still find some deals there will still be stocks that outperform in those given markets so probably same thing with real estate you'll find some deals that just get hard to find if you're in an overheated market yeah well so. i i guess in context of that of of being worried let's say about a, a flat market like a lost mm -hmm. decade where prices are going to be the same 10 years from now as they are today i meant more so in the in the in the, the space of finance especially mm -hmm. on youtube uh any sort of volatility is is pe people are are drawn to that mm. and they and they, they are interested in that and that is what grabs attention but if there's no volatility nothing going on in the market and the market's yeah. flat uh people lose interest in those oh, investments yeah, just sure. because it's mm -hmm. like ah, it's boring yeah. well it's the same price today as it was a year ago i didn't make any money stock yeah. market sucks yeah. and they're gonna move on to <laughs> something else like buying four gts oh yeah actually <laughs> of, i went racing today yeah i saw I drove that a bunch yeah. of cool cars yeah. and the driver on a work day Andre? <laughs> no it's a, it was a work day today it's a work day totally worked so exactly. you didn't work today <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean a work day? Hey, it's a work day. There's today. a reason. Like, no such thing, off. man. What is? What is that? There's, there's a reason he couldn't afford it this neighborhood. <laughs> oh, Andre. Wait, what did he just? But he just bought a more expensive house. Let's go on, Andre. Let's yeah, go on. Let's go on. on. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's explains on. a lot, did, Jeremy. Did he just rag on me for no, not affording in his neighborhood? No, 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 sir. I would never say that. I Damn, would never how out of touch is this kid? I would never, ever say that. No, sir. Same guy who buys a Tesla when gas hits six dollars a gallon. So just tell. Tell us about what you were doing on a work day. I mean, excuse me, uh, what, what you were racing here today. Yeah, right? yeah the race this. car driver actually recognized me. He's like, hey, I got some Doge. No! <laughs> He's like, I got some Doge Lawn Mars and some Dogecoin. And what Shiba the Does that make you happy to no. hear that? No, <laughs> From all your videos, it's like, that's the, hey, the hey. thing. It's like, hey, man, I bought some Doge Lawn uh, No, to your point, you said people love volatility. Graham <laughs> loves making everybody look like they're beneath him. No, He's like, no, oh, no, that's what you want, don't. <laughs> oh, I know the top comment was about you and your real estate, so I'm going to dig in a little bit more. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Uh, no, no right. we got to make, so, we gotta make these right, episodes so, spicy. Yeah, the crypto yeah. guy. So, yeah he, yeah, he bought some Dogecoin. I'm not going to okay. like, tell him not to, but that's yeah. what he did. And yeah. so, yeah. Now you want to buy a race car. I, I want to hear on some Dogecoin. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear more about this car. Instagram's race. point that mm -hmm. that when when things are exciting and things are moving, that's why people got into it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And the reason that I love Dogecoin is because it's like the gateway crypto to the mm. real cryptos, and th that's what I'll say. It's it's got going for it. And I think you know, with time, once people get hurt with the YOLO bets, they'll go to the 
more legitimate long-term stuff. Yeah, and speaking about I'm Dogecoin. Sure with stocks, there's a lot of like that too, right? Yes. Where they're like, oh, I got into yes. AMC and GameStop, and now I, like, I got burned, and now I'm investing yeah. in blue chips, right? I'm sure you have that. Yes, thing. 100%. Yeah. Sometimes those stocks ruin people, and sometimes uh, they are kind of like a gateway to get in the market. Yeah. But one thing I'll say about Dogecoin is I got a free Dogecoin mm. because I this? bought... Yeah, yeah. Who's this at the front door? This episode is sponsored by... Savannah, Macy Savannah on YouTube. They spelled it wrong. <laughs> I know they spelled your name wrong. M A C I. Oh, let's Who see what this spell is. Spell it like that. Like literally, I've never uh, known unboxing. Like that. Oh man. Oh my gosh! You have to be kidding me! Holy, these look it. so good! Wow, I dude! I can't see it. Look at this! Wow, this guy! Whoa, it's way no. bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> That's wait, huge! Wait. Yeah, we're talking about Doge and how I got a free Doge coin, so now I am hmm. officially somebody that owns Doge nice. uh, because I bought some Bitcoin through our sponsor FTX. Uh, Great, tell us a little bit about FTX. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Graham. <laughs> FTX is a spot that you could buy, sell, track, and trade a multitude of cryptocurrencies and NFTs all in one place with fees that are up to eighty. 5% lower than the top competitors. Take it away, Jeremy. <laughs> Tell us about Sam Bakeman Freed, who Sam is the founder. Sam Bakeman Freed is the greatest billionaire in the history of billionaires. Because he's okay? given away all his yeah. 99% of his personal yeah. income. And I yeah. think that's big for the crypto community because a lot of people getting rich in crypto and have gotten rich in crypto. And I think it's a great example to set uh, because think about it. Like, like what? Just so your, your kids can ride around on yachts and their kids and their kids and their kids. That doesn't give them purpose in life and give that money back to society. You collected all these chips, as Alec Hormozzi said. Yeah, right. Give it back to society. And I think that's a great example he's setting as somebody that is now one of the richest people in the world and probably going to be a lot wealthier yeah. in the future. Right. So. And FTX is also partnering with Steph Curry, mm -hmm. Tom Brady, the Miami Heat Arena, Jeremy uh, Coachella, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're one of my favorite finance creators on the platform. I appreciate that, Andre. Uh, so anyway, if you guys are interested, feel free to use the link down below in the description. You'll get free crypto on every trade you make over $10. Uh, their crypto debit card is accepted throughout millions of merchants worldwide. Uh, so again, they support the channel. The link is down below in the description if you want to get started. Yes. So, Jack. Yes. I'm happy for you with your real estate property, man. I'm happy for you. You locked you. in a great rate. Yeah. You bought it at a pretty good time. Yeah. You know, and Andre, I'm happy for you. You got an investment property. So real Dude, estate. I, for Jack, though, like that's so cool. The fact, how old are you? 22, 23. 23. That's I incredible. bought it one Dude, day before I, my 22 my buying birthday. a $600,000 yeah. house. Like at 22, I could not have dreamed of buying something like that. Like that, I was just like yeah. starting my career, wow. earning like $15 an hour. Yeah. So for you to be buying a $600,000, yeah. he's got a good you, boss. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And I do. I do. Graham's wow. like, how can I make this about me? <laughs> <laughs> now Graham's like, Alex, you that the right yeah. Yeah. Tell him about where you work, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him about the iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done a glass door review yet, Jack, on no. this uh, But That would be funny. Just Jack and Alex. That would be hilarious. Glass yeah. door reviews. <laughs> that would the fun. Graham Stephan <laughs> Company. Oh gosh, <laughs> but great, no, yeah. that's huge. I didn't buy my first property till 29. Wow. So uh, Wait, yeah, how old are you right now? Uh, 32. 32. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So I waited a long, long time because I was moving around. You know what I mean? And like sometimes real estate can hold you down a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. you buy a new property, you feel like you gotta stay a place. Like I lived in Arizona. I lived in Charlotte. Then I came out here. So I want to make sure I was kind of have my feet planted. Yeah. But you I, know, for you, Jack, that's a great decision. I bought my first one at 32. 
Oh, 32. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. In your 40. I'm 32 and a half. <laughs> what? <laughs> 55. <laughs> Sometimes I say that in my videos. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm 68. They're yeah. like, wow, you look great for 68. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's, it's interesting, though. Uh, at, it, for me, at 31, we went to a, a creator event uh, yeah. sponsored by Carrot. And it's interesting when I'm walking into these events, everyone is under the age of yeah. 25. Wow. I am one of the few people over the ages of 30. Wow. Very, yeah, it's weird walking into this because I think kind of everyone is around the same age. I'm like, wow, I've... Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty average age there. Yeah. If not, maybe even a little old. Dang. Yeah. And what is this exactly? It was the, you know, the carrot, the metal card yeah, yeah, for yeah, creators. Yeah. It was an event that was thrown Got where it. a bunch of, you know, people pitched their companies that they built up oh, okay. to creators. So it was yeah. a bunch of successful young people. Yes. Got it. Yes, basically. So yeah. not us. Yeah, it was just funny. I, I it, recently, uh, I, somebody was in town, Vlad, who has a really successful app, and he, uh, we, we were at Vlad. the win. Yeah, who's that guy? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he's, that's a Robin He's the Hood. richest person I know, okay? That's all I'm going to say. His name's Vlad, and he runs a very successful app, but that's it. You do know a Vlad owns Robin Hood. Yes, I do. I'm not saying if that's the Vlad, okay? I'm just saying I was with a Vlad at the win. Is it Putin? <laughs> Listen, okay. We got to get this out. We, we got to figure this out. We, we went by excess, and he goes... You like going to the club? I was like, "What? <laughs> I'm 32, dude. Like, could you imagine me in the club? Like, honestly, like, I who could. brought their uncle here? Who brought their uncle to the club? I don't you think? Like, no, I feel dude, like no, you're, you're very, you're very lively, you're dude. Yeah, like, I feel like in the club, if you don't have a two in front of your age, like, what are you doing in the club? Really? I don't know. No. That's maybe no. this is a wrong no, perspective. No, it's a wrong perspective. You're so young. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would say, at least in LA, I remember the guys getting. Like bottle service at the tables, most of them, and maybe LA skews a little bit on the older side, but we're like in their 30s and early 40s. Also, the people in the 20s can't afford bottle service. You'd be surprised. Excess. Uh, yeah. If you get like parents. 20 people together and you each throw in okay, like $200, yeah, sure, sure. You, you get yourself something like that. So, yeah. We should go on to the whole Twitter debacle. Uh, no, oh, there was some, a good point I was going to make, but I got, I got sidetracked. Anyways, the Twitter debacle? We can yeah, go on to that. The Twitter you know debacle. Know because that's pretty, that's really interesting. I've to never me. heard that word used in a conversation. I, I think debacle. that was the first time I've ever used that word <laughs> yeah. in conversation. Debacle. But yeah, yeah, for those right that after don't. After he froze time. Yeah, after I froze time. <laughs> but for those that don't know, uh, Elon Musk yeah. is now the biggest shareholder of Twitter. 10%? Yes, no, 9%. No. Uh, and he's now. Round up. Yeah. He's on the board. He's on the board now. Just another billion. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's causing a lot of media attention. So yeah. why, why did he do that? Well, he did a poll on his Twitter, if you didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked people uh, something about, I don't know, if Twitter should uh, have open source, uh, right. like an algorithm <laughs> to determine what should be allowed to be said on there and what shouldn't be. Right. And then he did all these polls to get, gather a lot of information about sentiment towards Twitter. <clears throat> so and then he wanted after to that, be more open yes. and free yes. conversation. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I, I think I saw a snarky comment. By the way, I love Elon. He's awesome. But uh, I Great saw guy. someone say, huh, love him. But, <laughs> you love him. <laughs> Explain that deeper, Andre. <laughs> but I saw someone say, like, it, it's kind of interesting that a guy like Elon bought Twitter for, like, the free speech aspect of it when he's been known to limit orders on his cars for people of the press that he doesn't like. So, like, he's done censorship of, him, of his own. So it was kind of interesting that he he did that um, for wow. Twitter. Did that have a lot of likes? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of an interesting point. It's that, tough, wow. though, but how do you fight misinformation being spread mm -hmm. from an algorithm that might promote what is the most controversial or, or gets the most engagement if it's wrong? You make it decentralized. Open source. Yeah. Yeah, but 
I, I guess you, you get into the problem of how do people know? How can they tell the difference between what's what's factual and what might I don't not remember be? The last yeah. time we I mean, you already what is yeah. right or wrong. I, the now yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah, trust no. Twitter. Like no. even though that it is regulated by you know some algorithm, probably some humans or whatever. I don't even trust Twitter at all. Right. So yeah. Yeah. it's not a reliable source. I remember, uh, and I, I didn't use a lot of Twitter, but I started using Twitter when like the Russia Ukraine situation broke out because there was there were like urgent updates on mm -hmm. that, and Twitter was like the medium that a lot of people were mm -hmm. using. And I remember seeing so many videos and things like this of just showing that like this is what's happening right now mm -hmm. and they were getting thousands of likes and retweets and then you look into it and you realize wait a second like the, the comment buried halfway down is like this is actually footage from this date this is a, like a training exercise that was mm -hmm. years ago this is nothing to do with what's going on right now uh, same th same with using old clips calling it like this is this is today uh, there was a, a viral clip of video game footage that you, that's, it was shot yeah. at night that you couldn't tell. I mean, it, like I looked at this and I'm like, wait a second, that's a, it's a clean camera angle. Mm -hmm. But someone was like, this is a video game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it is. So it's like, how do you, or do you just let that yeah. do its thing? And But I don't think Elon owning it is going to change that though. You don't think so? No. Well, Not if you make all. it- He's you, on the board. I don't think that's going to change anything. No, but if you make something open source, how do you, then that would mean an algorithm is is created by everybody. No, right? no, I think you can't draw the line in the sand. It's either it's either free speech for everybody, or you can't limit it without being a hypocrite. There's no in the middle. That's my point of view. So I you feel either like let yeah. everybody have their own point of view, as as bad as sometimes it can be, or you limit it. And it reminds to be somewhere. It, but in the you middle have to draw a line say, somewhere. Yeah, but to draw one somewhere is to say. I'm the moral arbiter of truth, and I get to decide that. And no matter who you are, or how cool you are, or how successful you are, to give that power to one person will It's not to one person, a, that's why it's open source. Well, to everybody. What I'm just saying with like Elon, I guess the expectation is like, oh, that's, there's gonna be a lot, you know, a lot more careful. Like, you're saying it's gonna be more free speech with Elon being there, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, even a bigger subject mm -hmm. here is the what I think is going to transpire in social media over the next decade or two. What do you think is going to happen? Which I think it's going to get into similar to how, unfortunately, the news networks are run, right? Mm. If you want to, if you believe a certain side, you watch Fox News. Mm -hmm. If you believe a certain other side, you watch CNN. And I think that's definitely, you saw the Truth Social come out. Um, I think it's very possible that social media will be divided in like, if you're a Republican, you're over here. If you're a Democrat over here, if you have, um, you know, out there ideas, let's say you're over here. If you have that's this a shame side over because here. It just harbors yeah. these very narrow beliefs. Yep. Yeah, I don't think right. that's going to go away anytime soon. I think you're absolutely right. But I also think the future of web <laughs> will be web three. Mm. where a lot of these businesses will just be basically decentralized. Like, for example, a couple of years ago, there was a, a decentralized Twitter, and it was using Bitcoin Cash as the technology. Mm. And what it was doing was actually really fascinating how it worked, because uh, it was on the blockchain, every single tweet, right? Yeah. And so the, the mechanics behind how they did it was it was you sending a microtransaction of a crypto to your own wallet, from your own wallet to yourself, right? So it's basically okay. going in a loop. But one of the features of crypto is that you can attach a note, like a little memo, right? Mm -hmm. Like a little tiny message, kind of like Twitter with yeah. a certain limit of characters. Okay. And so they are sending a microtransaction to themselves and they are broadcasting a message on the blockchain. Oh. And then the user interface is essentially like Twitter. So they're sending out messages that can't be deleted, that can't mm. be removed by using a decentralized platform. So I think in the future, that's where it's going to go.
Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely potential. Yeah. Yeah. It should be interesting how it all shakes out. By the way, I was going to make this point earlier. I felt like I was old when I had my third kid at 32. Back to the old thing. Okay. So, you know, I think maybe we have different arguments on age. And I'd love to see in the comments, what do you guys think is the appropriate age to go to the club? Because I think if you go to the club with anything not a two in front of you. What the heck are you doing at the club? Okay, we need to hear why, you, why do you feel so strongly about yeah. this? That's what I want to know. Oh, like, I'm not <laughs> strongly at all. I'm not emotional. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, that, I think you just held you down. You're, you closeted. <laughs> you really want to go to yeah. the club. I think that's what it is. You're closeted yeah, club man. I, yeah, I think you're, you're saying this to justify the fact that you have not been to the club. Exactly. And, and you're awesome. trying to rationalize this. Am, have you ever been? That, I have, but not since I had a two in front of my age. Did you have a good time? Okay. Yes, but that I, was a so long go time ago I, when I had a tour I think we should age. all collectively encourage Jeremy to go to the club. I've never been to a club. Ever. I think we should. It's okay. Oh, hey, you should go. You can go with Jack. Let's go. I will only go to the club if one person <laughs> comes with me. He knows who he is. He's the club man, okay? If he gets one cool. comment that says that it's okay if you're 32 to go to the club. Who is this? Uh, Very I'll little persuasion. You, his name is Meet Stefan. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. He's the man, and if he goes with me, if he came to Vegas and he said he wanted to go to the club, I'm going to the club with him. I was him. gonna say, is this your other friend, Vlad? <laughs> I know a lot of that's Vlad's. good. You could be the chaperone. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> the chaperone. I'm just here to make sure everybody stays safe. Do no anybody need yeah. water? Father figure. Yeah, water? yeah exactly. Yeah. I think you've had a few too many shots. Handing out Advils yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah, give me your Gatorades. Keys. Yeah. You need an Uber called for you? So, anyways. You buy uh, the stock before you buy the Uber? I think this is a problem with yeah. the millennial generation is you guys have this perspective <laughs> like, oh, life is so long and like, I don't Now you're do sounding like a boomer, man. You're a millennial. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> young, Jeremy. What are you talking about? Oh, I think, I don't know. Everybody's like, oh... I'll do this someday. Yeah, you I'll know what's you know what's crazy someday. though. I think it was was it Alex Ramosi who posted this on his Instagram. It stuck with me. Yeah, that stuck with me too. Yeah, exactly. What you're talking yeah. About. Yep. yep. Okay. Get this. It it, it kind of messed with my head a little bit. So it just a warning here. Yeah. He posted that the average lifespan of uh, of a male in the U.S. is seventy five years old. Okay. We call middle age fifty. In reality, if the average lifespan is seventy five. Middle age is 37. Yes. 37 years yeah. old. 100%. And people have lived half their life at 37. Yeah, that freaks yeah. me out. It did. Yeah. I that thought about that. I mean, like, skip past. I'm like, I don't want to think about this. I think the thing that's scarier <laughs> is yeah. as you get older, life tends to go faster. Go yeah. faster. Yes. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's, it's starting to become a blur. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that, that, and that's, that's my issue that we're getting into a bigger issue here because let's be honest. If all of us, if we had somebody come up to us and they're like, I don't need to really start caring about my money yet. I'm only 22. Mm. We'd be like, no, you do need to start caring about it now. Uh, you know, if you care about it now, it's more important. And so a lot of people put off relationships, kids, marriage, anything that, you know, those sorts of things, they put it off now because they're like, I don't need to have that happen today. 
And so they put it off, they put it off, they put it down the, the road. And so people are doing the exact same thing. It's just they're doing it with life now and life decisions. And so I just find it interesting because we're at that, that, that moment right now. Mm. And I, it's, it's not like it's a, a niche thing. This is the masses right now. You know, I have actually a, a good question for you kind of in reverse of that, though. Yeah. Okay, so you're a billionaire. <laughs> no, sir, not yet. But you are. Yes, I am. No, but seriously, you are. I am. You're not a financial billionaire. You're a time billionaire. <laughs> Ooh, a billion seconds true. is 30, 31 years, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so you have probably at least one billion left in your life. Mm -hmm. You're not quite a multi-billionaire like you used to be. <laughs> Dang it. But a lot of people might be watching this YouTube channel are or could be. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's funny. We've spent our entire lives chasing money. And mm -hmm. so some of us have acquired it. Some of us have less so. Yeah. But you're a billionaire in time. What are you doing with the rest of your time now? Mm. Now that you've acquired enough capital to essentially enjoy that time. Because here's the thing. When it comes to Warren Buffett, right? Yep. One of the richest people on earth. Yep. He would trade any one of us here right now to become you. Any one of us. Because mm. he's a billionaire financially, but not in time. Yeah. He has a limited amount of time left here on earth. Yep. Okay. So by... The different currency standard, like we, we seem to put money on a pedestal. Yeah. But when you have enough of it, like, have you ever asked yourself, like, how much is enough enough yep. to where I can enjoy the rest of my currency that I personally believe is much more important than money? Yeah. You are a billionaire. What are you doing with your billion? Yeah. I like that. And I think that wasn't a rhetorical question. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just it's it's a, well. I mean, that's a that's like a thirty minute subject we could talk about there. Like you know how you spend the rest of your life and those sorts of things. I think the same thing could be said. Well, if you already were good, let's say two years ago. Um, well, why let's, not? let's start with something simple. How much is enough enough for you? Money? Yes. Never. 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 What? No amount of money. No kidding. Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Okay. Would, what about you, Graham? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would want to keep working. Am I the crazy I one here? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh okay. Jack, are you okay? I stepped on Bailey's tail. Yeah. And then oh she started gosh. skirting like oh, around and scared me. Jack, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad I for you, legs. Jack. That scared me. I, oh, man. My well, number is probably like $4 million. Okay. And I so you got about a million left. Okay. You might no, be a multi-billionaire. Jack, you might be a multi-billionaire right now. You might have $2 billion left. I probably do. Yeah. Good genetics. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. But I agree with you. I think, you know, it's important to obviously value money, mm -hmm. uh, but you know I, I differ from Graham because he does put money on a pedestal. There's nothing wrong with that, but mm -hmm. I definitely I do value my time that I have to enjoy and spend with the people that I care about. I I put that on a pedestal, right. and I also I'll go even as far to say that I heard this quote and it stuck with me that um, enough is not an amount, mm -hmm. but it's uh, a mindset. Okay, that's fair. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a whole debate on like what is a, a true good, like what is the American dream nowadays mm. in 2022? And I think that's like a, a big thing. Like, what is the American dream? And I think you. Who, who's the comedian that was like, you have to believe it's a dream because it's no longer true? Oh, <laughs> Who said I, don't that? Know. I forget I what don't comedian know. said that. He's like, yeah, the American dream's a dream because you have to be asleep oh, to believe it. Wow. Oh, I forget who said it, but yeah, no, because I mean the, the the old dream was definitely like you know like let, let's go back to like the fifties or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Okay, is like get a decent job, 
Um, have some kids. Get a get a little house. Get Jeremy, a little car. Jeremy putting things in perspective over here. <laughs> back in the fifties. Yeah. Back in my. You're not day. that old, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're young. Back in 1989. And why are you trying so hard to grow up, man? Yeah. Oh gosh. We didn't right, go to the club. <laughs> I interrupted Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, you got a little car. You got a house. Yep. You got a job. You got a family. Yep. You got a couple kids. You got a wife. Like just from the male perspective, like that was the American dream. Okay. Mm. Now. What is, is that still the American dream? I don't know. I feel like almost the American dream now is maybe definitely more financially focused. Um, could even be follower focused, like how many followers you got. You know, definitely with the, the generations, I think, on the come up, like they care probably so much about follower numbers. I don't know about all of them, but I know there's definitely a significant amount, like how many TikTok followers you have, how many Instagram <laughs> followers you have, mm. um, all those sorts of things, how many likes you're getting. And... I don't know. It's just it's it's a it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just it's uh, I think the American dream is shifting. And I think if you were to ask somebody like what is their dream, it might be a little different than it was historically. So um, I agree uh, with that. What, yeah. what, what's I mean? Let me ask you guys. What's what's the American dream to you? Like the average. Like like what should you expect if you were? What's the American I, dream? To I, you? I can't speak on like the whole. Mm -hmm. I could speak for myself personally. I guess for me, the dream is to own nothing and be happy. That's which is really? funny because people say that and they yeah. make fun of it, like, "Oh, millennials are going to own nothing and be happy." It sounds like the Great I, Reset. I yeah. genuinely believe that. Like, mm. I genuinely, some of the wealthiest people I've talked to, they are downsizing their life right now. Like, I'm mm. getting rid of my house. I'm selling it. I don't want to think. I don't want. I don't want that stuff to exist in my headspace. Because, like, oh. the more you accumulate throughout your life. Mm -hmm. The more you think about protecting it and guarding it, making mm -hmm. sure it doesn't lose value. And after a certain point, after you get the things that life is supposed to have you want, the car, the house, whatever, mm -hmm. it starts to get kind of old. You're just like, okay, cool. I got it. I'm happy. Uh, but I kind of don't want this stuff anymore. It doesn't bring me pleasure or joy. And what brings me pleasure and joy is just experiences. So I kind of want to get rid of that. I don't want – you guys remember Elon Musk? He sold everything. Yeah. And that was mm -hmm. pretty recent. Yep. But, yeah. okay, I'm just speaking personally from some of the friends that I know that are, like, way more successful than, than I am have started to do that in their own way. Mm. They've started to get rid of the big house, the fancy car, the fancy lifestyles in, in favor of a simpler life. Okay. And I think ultimately, like, that's where we're going to go. Mm. Personally, that's where I'm going toward. Ah, uh, okay. So you're saying uh, it says uh, some guy just bought another house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that he's renting out. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Get that in there. Yeah. Got a jab <laughs> in with something. You're too poor to afford in my neighborhood, Andre. <laughs> Who said that, Jack? Uh, so, anyways, dang, I keep forgetting what the points I'm going to make today. Graham, what's um, the American dream? Oh no, no. So that's that's a little bit of like. The anti-American dream, though you don't want to get too caught up into those sorts of things. So, yeah, but suppose. what is what is truly the the dream, though? Like, what does that represent to you? Is it is it certain people that are around you? Is it a I think certain so. lifestyle? No, like, what I, does you it know mean? what? I, I think you were you you were kind of hitting on a point that social media is the new norm. But I also think social media is exposing a mindset that that we're all kind of tired of this like fake lifestyle that mm -hmm. we portray the best versions of ourselves on on the internet. Yeah, and uh, I, I, Bo Burnham is one of my favorite comedians. Uh, he did a really powerful um, song about it, uh, and he, at the end of it, he basically said, "Like if you could live your life and be happy, and not be on social media and not be part of that, that's worth it. Like do, live like that. Yeah, don't, don't follow that. 
dream that you said that I, I yeah. agree with you. That's where people are going. Like they're prioritizing relevance, social influence, all that yeah. stuff. And I get why, because you can't buy it. Yeah. It's something you have to grow. You have to earn mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So I want to I want to get back to this American dream because you still haven't directly answered my question. And I want to hear from you guys as well. But I think uh, to to I w something people have always done is they've always put on a little bit of a fake persona. Right. And it's just dependent. Like nowadays, it might be social media. But, you know, if we go back to the 50s, ex 60s example, it was like you went to church, you wore your best clothes, you put on your best face. You acted kind of perfect, right? And you, in front of your community, right. you were the best version of yourself in that moment. There was no alcohol. There was right. no, you know, uh, anything, right? You were your best version of yourself. Kind of like if somebody posts that Instagram picture, they're usually the best version of their self. It's from the perfect angle, angle right. and those sorts of things. But still, I mean, I, I want to get back, and I'd love to hear your but guys' Jeremy, perspective. Jeremy, of the American nothing dream. has changed, though, as far as, like, what you just said. Yeah. That's still the case now. All that's changed is the medium in which we express that. Okay. Okay, like you just said, it was the community, it was our church, it was wherever. Yeah, yeah now it's and Instagram. And the medium <laughs> is just changing, right? There yeah. was like MySpace before, and now it's Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all this other stuff. So yeah. the medium is changing, but the expression and our desire to appear a certain way is still the same. Yeah. Right? I see what you're saying, 100%. So, so the yep. American dream is still the same, it's just the medium has changed. Yep. And I think certain mediums, like social media, has exposed a deeper truth behind the American dream that perhaps that dream is not worth having because in mm. the end, it's not what makes you happy. Yeah. If that's the thing that social media has taught me, it's that. Yeah. I'd like this one commercial that's on TV right now, and it's like, uh, you'll never regret that flat screen TV you didn't buy, you right. know, at the end of your life or whatever, you know. Uh, oh, I saw like that. It's like a travel yeah, 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 yeah. commercial. I was like, don't you ever, do you think <laughs> yeah. you'll, if you don't buy it, you'll regret it? Yeah. Like, I didn't get the iPhone 13. <laughs> oh, God. On my deathbed. Oh, my death. I can't believe <laughs> I didn't buy the iPhone 13. It was on sale for 20% off for 24 right hours, that's and something I didn't Graham would do. buy it. <laughs> He's like, uh, dang it. So, Graham, what's the American yeah. dream in 2022? I think it's just freedom. It's just having the freedom to do what you want when you want. Okay. And that's what I think. Ooh. But that's rooted, I feel like, in financial security. Yeah. Yes, you need okay. finances. Sometimes. I mean, it depends. If you want to live in a van, travel the world, and do side hustles, you, you don't have to. You think that's the stereotypical to. American dream, though? No, but it's doing whatever you want. I mean, for some people, they want that. Or for some people, they want to live in a high-rise tower. They want to spend 50000 a month. Here's, I mean, like that. here's an interesting yeah. story. Like so in 2017, I was kind of broke, and I was so stressed. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I, I was like, let's go to Europe. And I traveled for like two months to Germany, to like France, a bunch of places. And I remember when I was traveling, and I was enjoying it. I was staying at my friends' houses, like okay. all over Europe. It was one of the most happy times in my life when I wasn't stressed and I wasn't thinking about my future. Just because people here in America, they are so hell-bent on like the hustle culture of work and acquiring and mm -hmm. building an identity and who I am and respect me and all that stuff, yeah. like I don't think is as shared in all parts of the world. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting perspective that I, I don't necessarily, like financial independence is 100% like the path to get there. Yeah. But there's there's plenty of people around the world that, that don't make that like their dream, their goal that I think are still pretty happy. I, I think that's most of America, though. I think most of America is not trying to get rich. They're not trying to strike it big. I think mm -hmm. there's certain circles you can get around, especially as you have more success, you're going to get around other people that have a lot of success. And they didn't get there by accident. They right. got there because they worked there, you know what, off. Right. And so my perspective on that is, I, th I you know, most folks, their dreams not really to get rich. It's to live a life that they enjoy. 
Um, and I think there's also a lot of people that kind of go through life a little lost and they don't really know what they're doing. They're just, mm-hmm. they're just living life. You know what right, I mean? Right. They don't even think about it deeply like that. I so. agree. People are a little bit lost sometimes and they're not thinking about it deeply, but I think those are the types of people that want to look like it's a, a lot of people. I won't mm. say a majority, but those are the types of people that want like the TikTok clout. They mm. want a bunch of money. And I think honestly, I would say as like a general, uh, if I'm assigning a stereotype to just America right now, especially you're like my age group, everyone just wants to be like TikTok famous. They want to wow. be like doing dances and getting millions of views and likes. <laughs> I, I'm, I, that's honestly what I see, especially like amongst like people that I know personally. It's like if they could pick what they would ideally be doing at this given moment in their life, it would be like TikToks, YouTube, wow. making a bunch of money, driving a Lambo. It's yeah, that's just. But I mean, that's you, my do age you group. think that could be the friend group or the culture that you grew up in is more? Ooh. I grew up in Southern California. I know, right? but it's Which maybe I more guess kind of like oh, near yeah, like angled, LA. Right? Yeah, it's like, angled towards that. Yeah, but it's also versus, like really dense in population too. Like yeah. there's a ton of people there, and I would also say what happens in like Southern California, like the trends kind of lag in like let's mm-hmm. say like the middle of the nation, like yeah. those states, and then even on like the East Coast, like the trends are kind of set in like New York even and like San Francisco and like LA and then slowly it takes like a little bit of time to hit the You know, that's interesting that area, thought. Areas. Yeah, I mean, living in Southern California, especially LA, I think that's just a different lifestyle. I think it's like, like if you aren't doing something big with your life, like what are you doing? Like, yeah. I think that's the culture. It's interesting, uh, somebody in the private stock group, she started a very successful candle company and she's from a very small town in North Carolina. And she actually got a lot of hate when she started the company from actually people in her own community. And as she was expanding, which is strange as for us, it's like, what, if anything, you should be getting love. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people looked at that as like, oh, you're trying to like be better than us and like throwing slights at her. Um, Like what, you're trying to get out of here? You're trying to leave us? Um, That just seems rooted in insecurity though. Like, hey, get back down in your place. You shouldn't look better than all of us for doing well and being successful and pursuing something that I didn't have the courage to do. That's what it's, I mean, that's usually, I think where that comes from. Yeah, and so I think, you know, uh, something like that, they probably looked at, at her as, you know, you're, you're trying to do something different. Uh, like, what are, you, what are you doing? And just kind of like some of those people would look at somebody that, let's say, wants to live an average life, make an average amount of money, um, have a family or something like that. They would look down on those people. Like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you making more money? Why aren't you getting famous? Like, why aren't you rich or something like that? So I think you get both those different sides of people that are like, you're chasing the riches, that's wrong, or you're not chasing the riches, that's well, wrong, and it really comes But that's just human nature. I think just, yeah. just generally a lot of people do not like someone else doing better than they are because it, it exposes their own whatever they have going on deep yeah. down. So, like, if someone else is doing better, brings up an issue with them, and it's easier for them to be like, oh, we don't like that, you yeah. shame them for that just to feel better in comparison. Yeah. Unfortunate. Generally speaking, yeah. though, I feel like American people work the hardest and the most around the world. And that's where this like hustle mentality and hustle culture is the most prevalent that I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. It was interesting. I was on a, a call with a Chinese company one time and they were throwing shots at America. Basically, they were they were basically trying to say that like they work way harder than, than us. And it was just interesting hearing their perspective yeah. um, and like why they even needed to feel like they needed to say that to me. But um, mm. yeah, so I think there's I think there's a belief in at least in China that they actually work way harder than us and they'll outgrind us. Sure. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a lot just, of people think they I work think hard. A lot of people yeah. Think that, yeah. yeah. I know that's the thing. whether or not they do. I believe everyone thinks that they put in a good day's yeah. work. That's a great yeah. point. I never thought about that because <clears throat> I know some people that like they act like they work so hard and then you really break it down and, like, dude, you work thirty hours <clears throat> a week. 
What are you talking about? Yeah. You work hard. Right. Like, you don't even know what like hard work is. So, um, it's yeah. relative. You know what? It's exactly. relative. I'm, I'm yeah. paraphrasing here, but I actually heard this really good example to fit this scenario. Uh, there was a poll that was done, a study with, within this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they asked each employee of this company, what percentage do they think that they contribute to the overall success of the oh, company? Yeah. And they added up all of the percentages <laughs> and it was like 600 or 700%. Yeah. It's so like everyone wow. thinks that they're doing way more than yeah. they are. And they think everyone else is doing way less. Reminds me that, that <laughs> like 80% of drivers believe they are better than the average. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It doesn't work out. (laughs) Well, that's what's funny. It's like if someone's going slower than you, they're like, oh, this dude is way too slow. If someone's going way faster, you're like, oh, look at that idiot. Only my speed is the correct one. Go 74 on the highway. You're not going 65. You're not going 85. 74. But for real, if they're 65 in the fast lane, I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, we can all agree on that. 10 hour speed limit is the minimum. And to be fair, yeah. No one's ever gone 65 in LA before. The max speed there is like 15 on the freeway. What, what's the fastest you ever gone on the freeway? 20? Uh, in LA? Yeah. I would say about 20. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, LA drivers are the worst. What are you talking about? They're like speed demons. No, we're talking about the traffic. Oh, the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about just generally drivers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, LA scariest. drivers are definitely. Yeah. Well, because they're so used to being in so much traffic that when they actually get an open road, they don't know what to do. This is road rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't know what to do. Open road. Florida. Yeah, yeah. This is my one opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Blinkers, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, LA people, we love you. Okay, just want to be clear about that. Dram looks LA like subscribers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what you got in here, Jeremy? Oh, I got something big in there. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. You should have Jack guess what it do is. You know, do you know what it is? I have no idea. What it is. You know what it is? Huh? Yes. Ooh. So I'm guessing it has to do with the Hungry Bull, then. Oh okay. Well, just that's, just, all, that's a, like a really good should, guess. I will say. Or that. real it's, estate. It's uh, not in relation to Hungry Bull, but that's a good guess. Because how I are you basing that guess? What are you get, basing? By a guess? shirt, probably. Yeah, sure. Sure. Oh gosh. I don't know. Oh, I wear these all the time. Uh, can I? Can it. I feel? I'm not gonna open it. I'm just gonna feel the weight. Wow. No, 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 no. Wow, that's heavy. Uh, I'm thinking it's a millennial money plaque to put right here. Okay. Okay. Can I ask you a few questions about it? Oh my gosh, Andre. We got You're a magician. You're gonna find out. All right. Is it a commodity? I can't tell you. Said, I'm going to say it's yes because you blinked. God damn it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew he was going to. All right. So I'm going to say it, it is a commodity. Um, is it? Don't say anything. I'm what, not even looking at what, him. You I'm can, not even looking at him. I'll look at you because I know what it is. All right. Silver, gold. Silver, uh, white. Yep. Yeah. All right, silver. Yeah, oh, but it's said, certainly not yeah, gold. But, but yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, oh, gold easy. this would be. What Come did on. I wow. have nothing to base Can it on? What, a hundred yeah. grams or a hundred ounces of gold? You think Jeremy's bringing $2 million of the gold in listen, here? Listen, really? If you showed this to someone, they're going to be like, that's silver. Yes. Tell me that. Really? Yes. Jeez, he's not impressed. Well, I'm impressed, Andre. Yeah. I think Graham's. I would just... also think maybe titanium or aluminum. Okay. No, aluminum. Yeah. It was way too heavy. Yeah. Oh wow, this is this is that, so heavy. Yeah, it was so polished, so nice when I got it. And Dude, then I, I feel like this is like an aluminum foil I can take okay. off and just I have chocolate here. Can I see? check? Yeah. I bought silver <clears throat> silver before. I bought two Guess ounces. Guess how much you paid for that? Well, uh, how I, I can do the math. How much? Uh, oh, ounces. Andre, how much did I pay for it? How many ounces? is it? hundred ounces. hundred ounces. Can you find out? I'm going to say <laughs> this was... No, no, I mean, like, can you find out, like, by asking me questions uh, to find out the price? I'm sure I could, but I'm not going to impress anyone here because you're too smart. <laughs> Jack said 4,300. Let me see. 4,300? Okay. 4,200. Alex, how much? Oh, wow, that's heavy. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say I mean, maybe you pay some sort of premium. I'm, I'm going to say 10, shipping's 10 probably G's. insane on that. 
Uh, no, uh, wow. three. Three, okay. Yeah, you pay about three for that. That's three with everything, shipping, a, The thing is, the spot price on this is yeah. like 2200 oh. If you were no, to melt like it. No, like 2500 Yeah, see, I didn't know if they so marked it 25 up. an ounce right now? Yeah, 24 or 25 Yeah, they do. Uh, how, much, how much of that in yeah. gold, how no. much would that cost to the gold? In gold? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, oh, that would be a uh, 100 times gold to, what, 2000 So it would be so like 200000 Yeah. This is a solid, like, 15 pounds, like 10 pounds. Yeah, you don't, like, how heavy it is. It's probably 15 pounds. Oh, wow. I mean that's this is, this is that's got to be like seven pounds. Yeah. That's let, pretty let, heavy though. Let me summarize Jeremy this episode. Here's Jeremy. He's like, "Hey guys, Andre, can't afford my neighborhood." <laughs> <laughs> I brought I, I bought three thousand dollars. Way off. How is that only? Oh wait, a hundred ounces. <laughs> like I bought pounds. a silver bar just for the fun. of it. It's only that. six yeah. pounds. It feels heavier than six <laughs> pounds. This, this is for Bailey. It's a present for her birthday. I mean, maybe work out a little bit more. Uh, That's God. only six pounds. <laughs> really? Yeah. It feels way. I heavier. said seven as a joke. I thought that was like way more honestly too. Really? To be yeah. fair, yeah. Graham's like three foot five, so that feels wow. like hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah. Well, Graham's you like, tell us that. All right, we're gonna cut that out, Alex. Uh, maybe someday I could afford a gold one. Cool flex, bro. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, let me see your Bitcoin, Andre. Oh, that's right. You can't. It doesn't exist. Okay, okay, it doesn't exist. okay Warren Buffett. <laughs> I think that's how you why you feel old, because you're just watching Warren Buffett 24-7. You're like, I can really relate to this gentleman. Yeah, When's the last time Munger? he was at the club? <laughs> you don't see Charlie Munger at the club. When's the last time? Warren Buffett was at excess. Huh? <laughs> Could you imagine you saw Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger at excess at their own table? Just, just sitting there in a suit? Throwing hundreds. No, they're just sitting there just with a drink in front of them with like 10 Mouth yeah. just, they would be like, doing. What? They would be doing research. They would be counting like who's ordering the drink and the markup on the thing. They'd be doing research to buy the place. Oh, hmm. gosh. You know another reason why you don't go to the club? Too expensive. Yeah, it's true. It's this like 50 true. bucks for a drink. Is also, really? you can't hear yeah. anyone talk. Oh yeah, that's is it actually fifty dollars per drink? Uh, no, if you go to the thirty, if you go to the thirty dollars yeah, per drink, probably. if you go to the expensive ones after tip, you're fifty. Is that like where they're making all their money, up. or is it sales like entrance at the door? Probably both. A little bit of everything, yeah. And then for oh, obviously you know the yeah. Vegas ones, it's also just the fact that you have a bunch of people that are in the club that are probably going to gamble after, like a oh, certain percentage yeah. of those people yeah, gamble. Yeah, so they look sense. at it a little different. So you got to you got to imagine too. Uh, for I think for guys and uh, guys and, and girls, there's the I don't know women guys is it guys guys and girls guys and gals them yeah for everybody. I don't know how to say it. like guys and gals. It sounds yeah. weird. Guys yeah, and women sounds weird. Yeah. Guys and I don't you know. You could just say males and females. Males but and yeah. females. I don't know. Everyone pays a cover. Uh, unless you're somebody who's on a list or whatever, okay. uh, you get in for free. But most people are paying a cover. Then, if you want a booth, you're paying anywhere from like the three thousand to fifty thousand dollars for a booth. Yeah. Um, what do you get at a booth that sits three? To you get you get the space. It's like you you get the uh, space to sit down. Plus, you get a certain amount of alcohol provided to you, and usually wow. for a certain amount, it's like they bring in the bottle with the sparklers, mm -hmm. and they, they, you know, go up and down, so they, you know, say your name or whatever, and then uh, if you don't do that, you're just standing at the front, and then you have to pay for drinks, and that's like 30 bucks per drink. Mm. Yeah. 
clubs are almost as bad as Graham because he <laughs> is about to charge his friends a cover charge for showing up to his parties. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, this is I'm did you actually? Bit. No, but I did say. Considering it, Graham. I did say. No, Jack, I did say when somebody leaves, take a piece of trash. With oh, them. okay, yeah. uh, that's reasonable because the place is not, a mess. It's not. If reasonable. you leave, just take a piece Who of trash that? and throw it hey, away. Guys, I hosted a party. Everyone, make sure you take a piece of trash with you. I feel like I you did that more based off of principle than you did based off of saving time because how many people were there 10 15 probably 15. so they picked up 15 pieces of trash <laughs> and how long would that take you to do Two, five, five minutes, minutes, six minutes, but it takes you a second. Just five minutes for fifteen pieces of trash. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. How like, long does it take you go outside and there's someone who put put something down on the floor and just sits there. Listen, just clean up after yourself. It's not that big of a deal. I agree with you. Just I like, think that's look, it. I think like it makes sense based off principle. You know, everyone picks up after themselves. Still, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not gonna. Uh, as a way to clean up fast, everyone is pick up a piece of trash. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. We yeah. did this in elementary school. It worked really well, and I just want to continue that. <laughs> we do, we yeah, we had to put away our stuff. Like everyone's like, put away That's one why thing. When I come yeah. to your parties, Andre, I actually bring stuff like pink box. Oh, donuts, dude, it was awesome. Jeremy jerky. came over to my uh, get together last time, and <laughs> then he just me. went immediately to the basement, and he's like, "I'm gonna be right here by myself." <laughs> That's how an introvert does it. I was like, "Kids, you're yeah, coming did. with me." <laughs> that, that is you. Yeah, yeah. And I just, just play ping pong. Yeah. I want to be. Don't you, see him until no. the end. No, every <laughs> single time too. You're usually on the couch. It's usually with your wife next to you. Elle's doing your sociable. Yeah. yeah, he just talks to people. <laughs> you get really yes. competitive. You want to win. We, have, we play some sort of game. If I can't do something competitive, I don't know what I'm doing. Like if it's not money or not competition, <laughs> it's like not it's not worth my time. I don't want to talk to another human. Are Dude. you kidding me? <laughs> How boring. <laughs> Jeez. Actually, this now is let's a, compete. Let's play a game now. This this imagine you're talking to a stranger. Like this conversation is sponsored by FTX. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, did you use my affiliate link in the description? Look, the here's, partner. Let's sign up. Give me your phone. Give no. me your phone. We'll sign up. No, really Jeremy's quick. like this conversation cost me uh, two grand. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, no. It's just. I mean, uh, yeah. How about we talk about this? Uh, they announced the Tesla Cybertruck will be, uh, I believe, discontinued. And they're refunding the... Yeah, that's an April Fool's joke. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, damn it. <laughs> what? So you didn't fall for that? Oh, you pointed no, it out Graham. like it was groundbreaking Gosh, news, man. How about that. this, guys? I would have done six videos about guys, that already. You haven't heard. <laughs> guys, I have some breaking news stuff here. to say. It's all right. It's all right, Graham. I almost fell for that one. I almost fell for it, too. It's okay. You're human. You didn't do it. I, I won't dig you for it. Uh, you didn't do an April <laughs> Fool's joke, joke huh? for uh, your channel. I didn't. Yeah. I forgot it was April Fool's. Okay. But speaking of not April Fool's, Logan Paul bought a five million dollar Pokemon card. Uh, I saw that. The most expensive Pokemon card and he ever came out sold for WrestleMania or something with it. On. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dude, good for Pokemon. Five million dollars. Pokemon cards still going up in value. They haven't uh, been, but maybe no, now they will. I'm not sure that they have. No, he's just got to make another video on him. He yeah. will make another video, oh, and prices will go up another fifteen yeah. percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Now is actually the, probably the time to buy if you're buying the right cards, right. and then sell right after his video. Dude, I grew up and I had so many Pokemon cards. Oh, I had tons. Wow. Yeah. And what happened to them? Uh, the house situation. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I think it was more like he traded those Pokemon cards so he could buy likes on TikTok because that's what his generation I traded wants. it for a Tinder Platinum. 
Oh, yeah. just like a thing. I actually. How does that work? How, how are you liking the Tinder? Remember, I told you. To are we really going to talk? It? I feel like it's not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> retention is going to go through the roof Dude, right now. Okay, so I told Jack to, to pay for Tinder because he's like, oh, I just want to use the free version, but that's like ten or swipe twenty-five. Well, how much was it? Like was twenty-five thir- swipes uh, a day. I think I, Oh, I don't know how many swipes per day it was, but you can't see the people who like you. Oh, that's right. So, okay. So I how think we could, we could provide, I think that there's a way we can make this valuable for everyone listening. Okay, let's do it. So I basically had this dilemma. I was spending too much time on Tinder per day. Yeah. It's not like it was a, <laughs> it was a bad thing. It wasn't an obsession or anything, but you know, you that's swipe a lot bad. and you don't match with a lot of people. Right. But Andre said, Jack, you can actually get an ROI if you pay $60 and you allocate that time elsewhere and you buy Tinder Platinum to see who likes you. And then you could immediately just weed out those who haven't liked you and you can get matches immediately, instant results. So I did that. It saves me a lot of time. And I think that it is important to look at your day and find out, you know, maybe where, where is your time going? And is there any way you can expedite that, make it quicker and then allocate that time towards something there we uh, go. That I would love give that. you a reward. Yeah. There we go. So how much time were you spending on Tinder? Honestly, not that much. Maybe like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Maybe maybe honestly 20. You touched your face. That's a lie. When you touch no. your yeah, face and you get an hour. It's probably an hour. So like take that. it and like, No, honestly, I'll show you my screen time. <laughs> yeah. Show your battery stats. No, it's all right. It's all right. We, we don't need to put them on They'll the spot like that. That was such a long time ago. Did you get any dates It was not even that much time at all. Like, did you get any dates since that? I had a couple. You had a couple? Yeah. All right. He's touching his face again. I have him still, man. It's like, bro, I've been getting so many dates. You're no clue. Oh, Jack. Actually, I want to ask you this. So how much? of your like social media-ness do you use to attract girls? None. None? So, okay, so I have never put my Instagram handle. You had a picture with Graham. Yeah, but no one recognizes Graham. One did and said it was annoying. A couple of <laughs> Seriously. No, it was so had, funny. They had no idea the yeah. affiliation at all. And the they're like, funniest, that's Graham yeah. Stefan? Oh, yeah, I don't like him. He's annoying. Yeah, she <laughs> said, that's Graham Stefan. He's really annoying. And I said, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. I never told her I worked with him. Yeah. And then we went on a date. And on the date, she found out uh, contextually that I do work with Graham. God. And it was funny. She called him annoying. She's all, I like wow. that Kevin guy better. Oh, she said that. She said that. Yeah, it was crazy. I find it actually disrespectful. Didn't get a second. Where date. does she live? <laughs> uh, Las Vegas. Where? Uh, that's where she what? blocks me. Make sure she, she blocks. No, I'm kidding. She, she, she didn't block me. Ten anymore. minutes. No. Where my friend Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows powerful people. Okay. He just had his yacht seized. Can't say who it is. <laughs> <laughs> the app color is green. I can't say more than that. <laughs> Look at this. My text. Look at that. Oh. And here I am with you guys. It's a weird flex. <laughs> Dinner is ready. Better flex from the wife. Yeah. Is there yeah. any other like financial topics that we should cover? Did we go too no, far astray? From- no, we need you back again next week, Jack, because we got a lot more to get into. This, you know, this Tinder thing was was amazing. I think that was a highlight of the episode. I I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know what would be incredible if we went through your Tinder matches and messages right now. No, next week. <laughs> next, next week. week. Right. No, next come week. on. Next people week. tune in for money and finance. No, no, no there will be money and finance, but we'll, we'll throw do this in as a bonus at, at the, the very end. end of next week's episode. Five minutes oh, yeah. where we go through your Tinder matches and messages, and we yes. each critique them. Yes. <laughs> next week. I can't wait to do this. That's going to be so much fun. I and Andre, bring us something interesting next week. Bring, you have to bring something. It's show something, and tell. Yeah, I know you're interesting, but we need a, we need a something prop. We here. need a prop. I don't care what it is. Something interesting that 
is wrapped up. Should I should I make it, it like I can insult you with it like you did? <laughs> that was Graham. That was Graham. That <laughs> I mean, just want to be clear about that. <laughs> uh, I could embarrass all you guys right now. But. <laughs> no, 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 Wow, wow. We want no smoke, no smoke, sir. So, but uh, yeah, thank sure. you so much for joining us as always uh, to Millennial Money, folks. Thank you, FTX, for sponsoring today's video as always. Make sure you buy some stuff through FTX and uh, also... Maybe buy some hard stuff at some point too. What, a, was a, weird, what a weird flex! <laughs> weird flexes all over Gosh. the place. I'm gonna bring my fake gold one from Amazon that I got for the, pl the plastic one. Yeah. Oh my god, it's plastic, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It should at least that weight to it. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys so much you for watching. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Cool. See you guys. Thanks for having me. By the way, that yes. was fun. We're gonna put this at the end of the video, and it's just us eating cookies. Kind of like the Avengers, you know, the end of the Avengers. I'm mm. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Thanks, Macy. I'm Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.